Amen. Amen. Give them another hand. Amen. Love that boldness. Just step out there and sing it. Amen. So what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to just step out here and preach it. But I do want to thank, thank Matthew just for uh, giving me the opportunity, Brother Matt, just to step into your pulpit. I understand um, how big of a deal it is and to trust someone to stand behind here and uh, continue to pour the love of God and his word onto your people. Again, I am very, very thankful. Um, yeah, yeah I, my church is sitting at home, uh, not because they didn't want to come, they couldn't get out. But um, it was good to be down here. And he, Every time I'd show up, I wouldn't tell him we were coming. Many of you may not understand the connection here, like family. Uh, Mike and Goldie, that's, that's my parents. We just have different last names. Y'all ain't filming this, are you? Okay, good. As long as my mama don't find out, she'll be fine. So, But uh, um, I, they, they allowed me the blessing of uh, marrying their daughter almost 20 years ago. They've put up with me a long time, right? And, um, and so I've been very, very, very thankful. And I do want to say thank you to the Eastside family for, for loving on uh, Mike and Goldie and, uh, and the rest of the clan and if y'all got Corey and Darius on this stage tonight, I'm going to start praying now. <laughs> Woo! And they in the middle of singing, Corey leans over and pats me on my back. You're going to do fine. You know, I'm a... <laughs> I, got the, I got the okay of an eight-year-old. I'm good to go, Matt. Rock and roll, baby. There we go. And, um, and, and again, I'm just thankful to be here. If you've got your Bibles, if you'll turn them on or open them up, whichever it is. We are uh, in metro Atlanta. Sometimes it's a more... Slide right, turn on, then it is an open up, but whichever way you want to do it this morning to Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, I'm going to get there in a minute. I want to talk with you this morning about finding your Christmas gifts. A little boy had been bugging his parents for a long time uh, about getting a watch for Christmas, wanted a wristwatch. Finally, he had mentioned it so many times, his daddy said, boy, listen to me, I don't want to hear about this watch anymore. Don't mention it at all. It's, I mean, I don't, I don't even want to hear about it. Please stop bugging us. I don't want to hear it come out of your mouth. So he, yes, sir. One evening they said, well, buddy, why don't you lead us in prayer for supper tonight? The little man said, um, everybody, I'd like to quote some scripture before I pray for supper. And I'd like to quote from Mark chapter 13, verse 37. And the word of God says, what I say to you, I say to everyone, Watch. That's, that's a pretty good use of scripture right there, Brother Matt. What you think? Amen? Amen? Friends, we spend a lot of this season of Christmas searching, don't we? Searching. Searching for that perfect gift. Right? Searching uh, for those great bargains. Searching for just the right decoration. Heck, searching for a parking spot at the mall. Amen? So we spend time searching. And many people... Many people at that very first Christmas, mentioned in chapter 2 of Luke, they missed Christmas because they were too busy. They were searching for something else. And the only people that I believe really got to enjoy that very first Christmas are the ones we're going to look at. That Christmas over 2,000 years ago were the people who were looking for it. Now, if you've found Luke chapter 2, and we'll begin in verse 8, if you're willing and able, would you please stand for the reading of God's Word? You follow along as I read out loud, beginning in verse 8, Luke chapter 2, it says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were freaked out. This word says terrified there, but y'all understand. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. That's a good thing, because they'd have been freaked out if she hadn't said it. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and found, it's a key word there, found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to merely open your word and to read it aloud today. Pray that you would speak boldly through your messenger and that you would change all of us. As we draw close to you in Jesus' name, amen, as you're seated. You see, this morning, they found Jesus at that first Christmas because they were searching. They were seeking him. This morning, um, I want to share, as I said, message that I've entitled, Finding Your Christmas Gifts. See, when I was growing up, my mom and dad, um, dad brought the checks home. Mom went and bought all the gifts. And we, we didn't have a real, real big house, so she had... Only a limited, now listen to me kids, listen, I'm going to plead with you, do not do what I'm about to tell you I did. Some of this is wisdom, all right, I'm going to speak some truth into your life, say I won't, brother Kevin, say it, kids, I won't, brother Kevin, okay, good. So mom would, mom wouldn't have time when she bought the gifts to wrap the gifts. Now you know what an unwrapped gift is, right? It's got to be hidden or it's, it ain't, it, it ain't a secret no more. So mom only had a couple of places, and my sister and I, she's two years younger than, than, than me, and we would figure out what mom's hiding places were. You said, well, Kevin, we took all the surprise. Well, if we didn't like it, we could tell her. Now, look, mom, I know a couple of weeks ago I mentioned about that walkie-talkie G.I. Joe set, but, you know, um, if you hadn't bought it yet, you know, one of them new Power Rangers, y'all know what I'm talking about, kids, one of them new Power Rangers, that might be, you know, just sort of hint around something. Or if there's something you really, really wanted and it's not in one of those places. Hold on, women, I got to double down and make sure mom knows I really meant that I wanted that. Watch, right? Whatever it was. And so we would take some time to try and find our Christmas gifts. Friends, this morning, um, what are you hoping to find this Christmas. Now, I don't mean in mama's tub or in the shower that obviously for the month of December they don't get to use because they're hiding your stuff. What are you looking for? What are you hoping to find this Christmas? Because can, can I help you out a little bit? You're going to find whatever it is you're looking for. And I mean that because the Bible says seek and you will find. So whatever it is that you and I are looking for we're going to end up finding it. If you're constantly looking for bad news, you'll find it. You don't have to look real hard. If you're constantly looking for uh, something to be wrong somewhere, you'll find it. You don't have to look real hard. But if we're looking for hope, I believe you'll find it. If you're looking for joy, like they were just singing about, I believe you'll find it. Whatever you're looking for, 
That's what you're going to find. And that's what happened at that very first Christmas. They were looking and they found Jesus. You know, later on it says another group, some wise guys, um, found Jesus. Why? Because they were seeking him. They said in the scripture says, we've come from the east. We've come to find and worship him. You know, I noticed in our society today, there seems to be this renewed kind of pseudo interest in, I'll just call it seeking spiritual truth of some kind. I mean, even the media has kind of picked up on it. I don't know if y'all look at magazines or whatever, but a lot, a lot over the last several months, some of the magazine covers, I'm going to just quote a couple of them, literally one of them, life after death, question mark. Another one, a clear view of heaven. There's another one that said, the search for the sacred. There was another one just a couple of weeks ago, Time Life had, the end is near, question mark. Now, listen to me, friends. They don't put those kind of things on the front of magazines unless it sells a magazine. So that means something. That means that there is this in, sort of renewed interest in spiritual things in our society even right now. And the bottom line is, I believe people are simply asking, is there any meaning to my life? Does my life really count? Is there a God? And if there is a God, how in the world can I make sure I know him? Now, friends, that's, that's what Christmas is all about. That's really what it's all about. Christmas is about us getting to know God a little bit better. See, God is already telling, look, I know everything about you. I, I know you're good, you're bad. Even the little bit of ugly that Brother Matt's got, right? He says, look, I know your past, present, and your future. See, God knows everything about us. And he says, look, now I want you to get to know me. And that's why he sent Jesus that first Christmas. And if you're honest with yourself, don't raise your hand, please don't. But at least sometime in 2017, because it's fast coming to a close, amen? But sometime in 2017, each and every one of us have... If we slowed down just long enough, we've probably asked ourselves some questions like, you know, I'm just wondering, why, why am I here? Probably about two and a half K in, you were like, Did, why in the world am I running this thing, you know? And then Lottie Moon, oh, I'm sure that fired you right on back up, yeah. You know, or, you know, what, what am I here what am I here for? Some of y'all may be asking that this morning, sitting in that chair. Why did we choose Eastside today if Brother Matt's not preaching? So they've popped into your mind. Do you think, who, who, who do you think put that there? Forrest Gump? No, 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 no. God put those things there. He's put those things in your mind because he's creating a desire and thirst for you to know him a little bit better. Welcome to the magic of Christmas. I believe there's no better time. No better time to become a seeker because wise men, wise women still seek him. Let me tell you about three gifts that I believe if we search for them, we can find them. And I'm glad y'all got some pretty big gifts up here. I want to tell you the first gift. Everybody say first gift. Now, he didn't give you much room on that bulletin. So, you know, you, you can just ride around the edges or something like that. The first gift that we can find this Christmas is we can find forgiveness. Somebody say forgiveness. See, in Luke 2, verse 11, as I read it, it said, Today your Savior is born. He is Christ the Lord. I want you to notice that word, Savior. Savior. See, Jesus didn't come to scare us, friends. He came to save us. Now, you may ask, wait a minute, Kevin. Well, why do I need 
a savior. The Bible clearly speaks that the heaven is, is a perfect place. You see, in heaven, there are no mistakes, no inconsistencies, no dust. Okay, no dirty laundry, ladies. Y'all understand what I'm saying? It's a perfect place. And because of that, only perfect people get to go there. Can you just imagine how crummy a place heaven would be if he let imperfect people in? I mean, it would really not be all that great. So that means that I don't have a chance in a million of getting into heaven on my own. Because I blew perfect a long time ago. And you know you did too. You know it, right? So God had to come up with plan B. He sent us a Savior, a way that we could get in on somebody else's ticket. And that's the good news. That's the good news because a Savior, Scripture says, has been born. Amen? Savior's been born. You know, last week there's a little boy who wrote a letter to Santa Claus. And and, and I was able to find this on a blog. And here's what it said. Quote, Dear Santa, there are three boys living at my house. Jeffrey is two, David is four, and Norman is seven. Santa, Jeffrey's good some of the time. David's good some of the time, but Santa Norman is good all the time. And by the way, Santa, this is Norman. (laughs) You know, the problem with that, friends, is that none of us are Norman. Right? None of us bat a thousand. None of us always find ourselves perfect. We're not always going to be right. Don't look at her. Don't you dare look at her. Don't look at her. You know what I'm talking about. I'm saying in the, in the biblical sense, okay? I mean, just imagine, okay? We got this big old screen right here. So I'm going to start right over here on this side, and, and I want you to cue that video in just a second. We're going to show now over 2017 all of your thoughts, the things that you've said that you really hope nobody knows. We're going to start right up here with little brother Tucker, okay? Some of y'all are ready to find the back door before I even get to the second row. We'd be pretty embarrassed if all of our thoughts showed up on this screen, wouldn't we? He said, well, why in the world would you bring that up to help us realize we're not perfect? We all mess up, and that's why we need a Savior. I saw a Christmas card. It's been several years back, Brother Matt, and it, 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 was, it was long on the front, so you know it wasn't Hallmark because they wouldn't waste that much ink. But it said, if our greatest, you'll get that later, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness, so God sent us a Savior. Mm. Unto you, the angel said, a Savior is born. See, friends, we can find that first Christmas gift of forgiveness. And, and I believe that's the most priceless gift that you and I can find, that we can receive. The gift of a clear conscience. Amen? You, you can't even buy that at Neiman Marcus if you follow along with that. I mean, because it is priceless. And yet he offers that gift of forgiveness to us at Christmas time to have our past forgiven, to have our absolute what's happened in our history wiped clean so that we can start over brand new friends that's good news let me give you gift number two the first was forgiveness the second one is we can find the gift of peace of mind say peace peace 
peace. How y'all doing? See, in the book of Psalm 119, verse 165. Yeah, there's that many of them in there. It's a long chapter. 119, verse 165 says, Those who love your teachings will find true peace. Hmm. Well, peace is that, that word that our world uses an awful lot. But our world doesn't have the foggiest idea of the true meaning of peace. Our society hasn't got the slightest idea what genuine, real peace is all about. And that's why I said the gift is peace of mind. Peace of mind. See, now for many people, peace of mind is is drinking enough until I'm so drunk that I'm numb and no longer feel the pain anymore. Then I'm just at peace. There's other people that, man, I'm just hoping that I I can go from one relationship to the next. And and I'm hoping somebody will be able to fill that void in my life. And, And you know what? They don't. They never do. But I'm just trying to find that peace. And for some, it means being busy. And I mean, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Staying busy all the time so that at night, I literally just sort of collapse into my bed. So I don't have to think anymore because anytime I'm quiet, those haunting thoughts and fears and sense of loneliness, they come caving in on you. And you just don't like that feeling. For some people... It means just working and working and working and becoming that workaholic and overachieving so that you can get all these attributes that we call success in this society in order to prove to the world you are somebody. But inside you really know you're sitting there thinking, I really don't feel like somebody. For other people, it's trying some new age gimmick. It's amazing to me the things that they'll do. Crystals and sitting in some lotus position and contemplating lint in your navel and going, I, don't, I mean, I don't get that. I don't get it. That's not peace of mind, friends. Real peace of mind, let me tell you, church, is having a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's God's son and becoming friends with him, with God himself. Real peace is knowing that no matter what I do, God will never stop loving me. Somebody in here this morning, help me out. Real peace is knowing that no matter what happens, God will never leave me alone by myself. He's always with me. If anybody can understand, real peace, real peace means no matter what happens in 2018, God, God's going to give me the strength that I need to be able to handle it. Maybe y'all, maybe y'all can understand me here. Because real peace is living by God's word, the Bible, so that I can avoid a lot of those needless hurts and hang-ups and habits that mess up my life. Somebody understand what I'm talking about? Because real life, real peace is sort of teaching my kids God's word. As a foundation for life and then watching them grow up and watching them make the decisions that I can look at and go, man, I am proud of that. I'm proud of that. They're making that decision on their own based on the foundation that's been laid. Friends, listen to me, church. That's real peace. That's real peace. Now, there are three things that will rob you that will be the the Grinch of peace. Three things. Guilt. Grief. And grudges. I even made them all come up with the same letter. That's that's a real Baptist preacher right there. (laughs) Guilt. Listen to me. You don't have to walk out of here this morning with guilt. 
See, God says, look, I sent a Savior to wipe away your sins so you can be forgiven. You can have that clear conscience. I I love those gifts. I don't know if they, I was watching Toy Story with Corey the other day. And, you know, they got that Etch-A-Sketch, right? Y'all remember Etch-A-Sketch, got them two little knobs. It's like drawing stuff without real paper. Okay, the kids are going, what? Why didn't you just sketch it on your iPhone? Whatever, right? Okay, but the cool thing about an Etch-A-Sketch is when you're done or you've totally jacked it up, you can take it and flip it and shake it. And what happens? It's gone. God wants to do that to you in your guilt this morning. He wants to take you, flip you sideways, shake you just a little bit, let him know he loves you, flip you back up and it's wiped clean. You can walk out of here guilt-free. Not only will guilt rob you of your peace of mind, but I said grief, I know. Pastor and I have been sitting in his office talking for a little bit this morning already. You know, there's a lot of, if the truth were known, some of you are in some major pain right here this morning, aren't you? I mean, you're hurting. Christmas time brings up all those hurtful memories and, and you remember the loss of a loved one or, or, or a parent who abandoned you or, or a divorce that you went through or the death of a spouse or the death of a child. And friend, listen to me, you, you've carried that grief and it's robbing you of your joy and it's robbing you of your peace of mind. Can I, on behalf of your pastor and my own heart, can I tell you, if that's the pain that you're carrying, we are very sorry for that. I mean, really. But more than that, more than us feeling sorry for you, God cares about that hurt. Okay, he sees it, he knows it. And listen to me, hear me, friend, because this is the part you need to not miss. He never meant for you to carry that grief all on your own. Never, never. You were meant to carry that pain not by yourself. He says, let me have that. Let me have that. God says, look, I want you to cast all of your cares all of your issues on me, and I'm going to care for you. That's in the book, friend. You see, if you'll do that today, you get to kick that grinch of grief out of your life, and you can have peace. And the last one is grudges. And I know in wonderful, big metropolis cities such as Claxton, y'all don't have those kinds of things. But let me just see if I can break it down for you. In Lithia Springs, we would call that resent. When you are resentful towards someone, you feel guilty you know, we feel guilty when we hurt other people. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Say amen. All right, but we feel resentful or, or grudging when others hurt us. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay, somebody in here. Because right. I want you to understand something. You're going to get hurt in life. That's just a fact of life. It could be intentional. It could be unintentional. So how we respond to that hurt will determine the level of your happiness and joy in the remainder of your life. Listen to me, for your own sake, for your own hope, for your own peace of mind, we got to let go of that hurt. Please don't make me sing the song from that movie, but let it go. <laughs> let it go. See, I want you to understand something, and I have to sit in counseling sessions with people all the time. I said, you understand, your resentment doesn't hurt them at all. It only hurts you. You're the one that's stewing and spewing while they're out there living the rest of your life, their lives, and that just bothers you even more. Look at them acting like it don't even matter. Because they don't even know. Some of you are still letting people from your past hurt you today. And listen to me, that's just not smart. You got to let go of those grudges. But, I, but you may say, boy, wait a minute, Kevin, you don't, you don't know me. I, I, I can't. I, I just can't. They hurt me too much. I just can't forgive them. You know what? I'm going to look at you and tell you two words. You're right. See? 
See what the preacher said? No, you're right. That's why you need Jesus. Only he can give you the power to let it go. You say, well, why? Why? Because, because they deserve it? No. No, they don't deserve it. But for your sake, so that you can get on with your life and not stay stuck in the past over a grudge or a hurt or resentment. See, friends, listen to me. You can find forgiveness this Christmas. You can also find the gift of peace of mind if you're willing to do the things that Jesus tells you to do. Forgiveness, peace of mind. Gift number three. Somebody say three. You can find the gift of eternal life. You can find the gift of eternal life. Let me give you a couple of facts of life, and not because I used to watch the TV show, but it was a good show. I think they still play it on Netflix or TV land. Hallmark's going to bring it back eventually. Let me give you fact number one, and I shared this a little bit with my people last week. I'm doing a, a series on Revelation with the end in mind. Tell me that ain't difficult at Christmas time. But let me give you fact of life number one. We're all going to die someday. If the Lord tarries, we're all going to die someday. Now, I know that's not a pleasant thought at Christmas time. I don't think you need to be morbid about it, okay, or always worried about it. But listen to me. The fact is, we're all going to die someday. It could be tomorrow. It could be next year. It could be 10 years from now. I'm not even saying that I know. He's just glad it wasn't yesterday during the 5K. But that's the fact of life number one. As long as Jesus waits, none of us are going to live forever. Let me give you fact of life number two. You're going to spend more of your life on that side of death than you will on this side. We're going to play a little game in here, right? I may not ever get invited back by you. Okay? If you're 60 years or older, raise your hand. Keep them up. Woo! Hot dog, A-A-R-P, cap it out. Right. All right, keep them up if you're over 70. Oh, I still got some. Daddy Tucker. All right, over 80. Anybody over 80? Oh, I got, I got a handful right here. All right, blessed saints right here. Oh, three of them, look at them. All right, we got three. Look at them, he's trying to remember who they are. So, all right, I understand. All right. Y'all can put your hands down. And that's amazing. 80 years, right? I, I, we celebrated um, a birthday and a, a retirement of my senior adult pastor. His name is Dr. Marion Beaver. He is 95. Last Wednesday has served at Lithia Springs as a senior pastor for over 25 years. Came back and he has served now a total of 54 years at First Baptist Lithia Springs alone. 95. 95. And I said, man... Marion, how's it like? He, you know, I'm expecting some grand wisdom, man. He goes, hey, let's just know something, Kevin. Getting old sucks. <laughs> and all of them said amen. Look at it. I love it. I love it. Right? Friends, listen to me. Even if you make it to 80, maybe make it to 90, 95. Right? That's a long time as far as I'm concerned. But on the other side of death, you will spend the rest of eternity in eternity. Now, that's a long, 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 long time. Listen to me. I say this to my people all the time because it's from the book. Only a fool would go all through this life totally unprepared for something they know is about to come. Now, that just doesn't make sense to me. 
To know that someday we're going to die and not be prepared for it. I don't remember one preacher said it this way. He said, you are not really ready to live until you're really ready to die. Now, fortunately, listen to me, church. Fortunately, the good news is that's what Christmas is all about, too. That's why God sent Jesus Christ. In chapter 1 of Romans, verse 17, it says, God makes us ready for heaven. Say, ready. Somebody ain't ready. Say ready. Ready Ready for heaven when we put our faith in Christ to save us. The only one who finds life will find it through trusting Him. That's what the scripture says. See, you and I can find it through trusting in Jesus. God says, look, I'm going to take care of your past regrets. I'm going to take care of your present problems. Somebody say amen. And I'm going to take care of your future fears. Now, when you summarize all of that, put it in one of them cool ninja blenders and hit, okay, it's called salvation. That's what it's called. Anytime you hear that, God's going to save me. Jesus saves me. It means he's clearing up my past. He's going to take care of my present and he secures my future. And that's a gift. That's a Christmas gift that you'll get. You can't get anywhere else. You can't find it under your Christmas tree at home. Don't go looking up there at Rockefeller Plaza at that big old tree. You can only find it with the tree that was stripped of its branches, made into a cross, and they hung Jesus on it. It's the only place you can find that gift. And see, our problem is often we really don't know what we're looking for in life. We don't know. Oh, we think we're looking for happiness. And so we'll try all different kinds of things. Or we think that we're... Looking for love and looking for it in all the wrong places, as the song goes. Man, I just want somebody to take care of me. Give me some level of security. Or we think we're looking for success. Or we're looking for significance. Or we're looking for for meaning and purpose in life. And we think we're looking for all of these things. Friends, trust me. If you could take two fingers and touch right there. If you feel anything, that's you. Because we're human, we're alive, those are us. But actually, what we're really looking for, if we boil it all the way down, is we're looking for God. Right? That's what we're searching for. God is behind all of those other things, and He placed in each and every one of us sort of this God-shaped vacuum that nothing else is going to fill. Now, we try to cram all kinds of stuff in there, but we'll never find rest In anything but Him. Now here's the good news before I take my seat. All the time when you and I have been looking for God, although we didn't know it, okay? We didn't know it was God that we were looking for. We thought it was happiness, love, success, whatever. Okay, we were really looking to be in touch with our Creator. Here's what I'm saying. All the time that we've been searching, He's been working on the other end. Right? He's been working on the other end. And that's why he sent Jesus at Christmas. Scripture says Christ. The angel said Christ. God's son has come to help us understand and find the true God. See, God sent Jesus to earth to help us understand and find that one true God. Now, be completely honest, Christmas is really um, the celebration of an invasion. Being military myself, um, you know, and I'm also pretty much a science fiction freak to some degree. 
Um, everybody remember that Close Encounters movie, right? We were talking about that at Mellow Mushroom the other day, right? Close Encounters. I mean, Christmas was the closest of encounters, right? All right? God, a God kind of close encounter. God invaded earth a little over 2,000 years ago. He came to earth as a human being so we could know he's not some big force in the sky. So we could know what he's like. And it sort of split history in two. B.C. and A.D. He came to earth and split history. Friends, the miracle of Christmas is not on 34th Street. It was in Bethlehem. He says, I offer to you forgiveness for your past, peace of mind in the present, and a solid future in eternity. Those are some great gifts. I wonder if you'll find them this Christmas. I tell you this, you'll only find them if you're looking for them. Only if you're looking for them. You say, well, how how do I find them? How do do I look for them? I'm going to tell you, they're all wrapped up in Jesus. It's all wrapped up in Jesus. You will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Over 2,000 years ago, wise men came seeking Jesus. Can I tell you, wise men and wise women still seek him. Why? Because Jesus said, seek and you will find. Not might, not could be, not hope to. Seek and you will find. That's his gift to you and to me this Christmas. We all came here this morning for a whole lot of different reasons. Some of you came because that's just kind of the thing to do, right? Around Christmas, you got to show up at least one, let Brother Matt see you, shake your hand so that your membership can remain active. I got them too. All right. Some of y'all came here. Or they'll show up for Easter, whatever, right? Some of y'all came here be, um, because of habit, right? It's, it's Claxton. Y'all, y'all have already walked around. You see who's here and who's not. You're going to go to their house and shame them in a little bit. Maybe you came out of tradition. I don't, I don't know, okay? Or you came because you wanted to hear the music, which was awesome. You guys have a great praise team. Some of you might have came because you were invited by a friend or a relative, who cared a whole lot about you. But listen to me, friends. Don't, listen, don't, don't lose this. Regardless of why you think you're here, you're not here by accident. See, what matters is, have you established a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Those gifts, forgiveness, peace of mind, eternal life, they're all wrapped up in Him. Now, can, can you imagine if I had given Brother Matt a gift? I didn't last year. But if I had given him a Christmas gift last year, and I walked into his office this morning, and there's that Christmas gift still sitting over in that corner. He hadn't even unwrapped it. I mean, Matt, what, what are you doing? That's why I'm, I'm just waiting for the right time. I'm just waiting for the right time. Well, why didn't you unwrap it? Well, because, you know, um, I, somebody's going to forget to give me something, and then I, I'll, I'll start to feel real bad. And, you know, I'm going to need something to kind of make me feel like somebody still loves me. And so it might be 15 years from now, but I'll open that little old gift Kevin, and, and that fruitcake will still be good. <laughs> you say, Kevin, he wouldn't do that. He, if you give him that gift, he's probably not even going to let you let go of it before he starts tearing into the paper. And, and, and he wants to see that gift that's been there. I mean, it just doesn't make sense at all that somebody would give us a gift and we wouldn't open it. Friends, listen to me. 
Many of you go Christmas after Christmas after Christmas. You know the songs, you know the stories, you know what it's all about, but you've never unwrapped the main gift of Christmas. Now, what's the logic behind that? When God says, I want to offer you forgiveness, peace of mind, and eternal life, and you're never going to be offered a greater deal than that. How about you go ahead and receive that gift today? I'm going to ask you just to bow your heads, close your eyes. Nothing weird going to happen, but we're going to get ready for our invitation time. And I just want to give you a moment to kind of speak to, to God and listen to what He, through the Holy Spirit, might want to tell you. Because if you'll seek for it this Christmas, I, I promise you, you'll find a new and deeper understanding of God. A new and deeper understanding of your own life and The problems, some of y'all are facing some problems. And listen to me, if you'll seek after him, he'll give you a new perspective for those present problems. I believe you'll also begin to understand the answer to those problems that's been bothering you. You know who you are. So why don't you just pray this right here in your heart. You don't have to to pray it out loud. Wherever you're sitting, right here in in that chair this morning, just in your mind, would you say this? Dear God, thank you for bringing me here today. I've known something was missing in my life, but I just didn't know what it was. And I didn't know it was you until now. And God, I just want to thank you for seeking me even when I've ignored you. So God, I want to know the truth about you. I want to know the truth about myself. I want to know the truth about this life I'm in. And so Jesus, I want to get to know you. I want... I want to put my trust in you. So as much as I know how, and as much as I know right now, I'm asking you to come into my life. Would you please just forgive all that's wrong in my life? Because today I accept that gift of forgiveness. Today I accept that gift of peace of mind. And today I accept that gift, your gift of eternal life. And if you've prayed that prayer this morning, Brother Matt's going to be right down front in just a moment. He wants to be able to celebrate that with you. Now, you may be sitting here and say, well, Kevin, I've already made that decision. I know I'm saved. How close is that walk at Christmas? There seems to be that real thinning of the veil at Christmas and Easter when things just seem a little more magical. How close are you walking with Jesus today, friend? This is a great time of year to know all about him, draw a little closer to him, get that mental and spiritual reset before 2018. Today be a great day for that. Today be a great day to open those Christmas gifts. Maybe, maybe you're saved, but you're still holding back a grudge on somebody. Can I tell you that'll rob you of your peace of mind? Maybe it's time to let it go. That grief, that guilt, whatever it is, today's the day to choose peace to choose hope, to choose love, choose Jesus. Father, would you move mighty in this place this morning? Thank you for these people. I thank you greater still for your spirit at work right here in this place. Father, we trust in you. We're going to be obedient. We're going to be faithful as your spirit draws us. For in the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together and respond.